It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405 362 Seven one two eight. On today's show, we're going to recap the Pelicans game in which the Thunder got a very exciting, very thrilling win. What does it mean? What, what do all of these wins mean in this supposed to be tanking season? Is this team too good to tank yet again? Where's this team at? How good are the young building blocks? And so much more. This is Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder We start the way we always do in these game recaps, and that's with the game overview. So coming into this game, Oklahoma City was down Ty Jerome. He's out with a left ankle sprain. Alexei Pukashevsky is also out as he is in concussion protocol. Trevor Ariza is out, not with the team. Same starters as always, Shea, Dort, Hill, Baisley, Horford. The Pelicans came in 4-3. and three. The Thunder came in 2-4. and four. The Pelicans had beaten Oklahoma City just last week on New Year's Eve by 30 points. And the Thunder really showed no signs of an answer for Zion and Steven Adams and their interior defense is dreadful. Uh, they came into this game with the worst offense in the league. It looked bleak coming in, but Oklahoma City gets a fantastic win, an exciting win in New Orleans. And this game was truly a game of runs. It was back and forth. Each team felt in control in certain moments in time in this game. And the Thunder came out on top. They could have easily not came out on top. The Thunder once led by 14 points. The Pelicans led by nine points at one time. There are 15 lead changes in this game. The game was tied six times. There was once a 13-0 run. Darius Baisley by himself went on an 11-0 run to start the third quarter. This game truly could have gone either way as the Thunder win by 1.101-110. The biggest story from this game is not the win or the loss. That's never going to be the big story from this season, at least not yet anyway. The biggest story remains your young pieces. And in this game, you got an amazing effort from Darius Baisley. You got an amazing effort from Shea. You got a really good Lou Dort game, especially at the end where he single-handedly disrupts that last Pelican possession where he not only forces the ball to Nikhil Alexander-Walker, but he's the only guy that closes out on Nikhil Alexander-Walker. But you were led in this game by your two true offensive powerhouse building blocks with Shea and with Baisley. SGA attempts 17 shots, 
goes 41% from the floor, only 28% from beyond the arc, two for seven. He goes five for six from the line, including three clutch free throws, which is big for Shea. You remember in a lot of these games, Utah and Charlotte, a lot of these games, he's missing these clutch free throws. In tonight's game, he did not do that. He got you five rebounds, all defensive, nine assists in this one. He had about six or seven more potential assists where guys just did not hit wide open shots. He should have easily cruised to a double double in this one. He had five steals on the defensive end and also only turned it over two times. One of which was just a desperation. I've got to fling this because he, he simply made the wrong decision and going up in the air too prematurely. And that's something that's going to happen, especially for a young guard. It still happens to veteran guards. It's happening to Russell Westbrook still to this day. Shea played phenomenal on his way to 21 points, and he was so clutch down the stretch. SGA got that beautiful and one where he just continues to play. He, he just continues to play. He knows he's fouled. He throws the shot up there high off the glass. It goes in and one. Pelicans are in disbelief. He converts the free throw. And then on the next possession, you see his intelligence. You see this veteran move. And I hate that we automatically attribute that to Chris Paul and not just Shea becoming a better player in his own right. Uh, but it's why I tweeted out during the game that whenever Steven Adams had that behind the back pass, that he learned that from Chris Paul. And whenever Shea did this move where he takes a step back and he creates space for himself on the step back, after he makes that, that snatch back dribble behind the three-point line, he clearly has enough space to just go ahead and shoot the three. It's why the defender is panicking on his on his heels. And so then the defender launches himself. So Shea pump fakes into the defender, gets the foul called, and then goes to the line for three free throws. It was a very savvy move from Shea. Again, automatically, people were just coming out of the woodwork to give credit to Chris Paul. I get it. Chris Paul had a really big impact in, in Shea, I think. I think that Shea would tell you that. He has told the media that before about the, the big role that Chris Paul has played into uh, his development thus far. But I do want to give Shea credit himself for just by himself making the improvements needed, making the strides he needs to make for his own game. Uh, but Shea was awesome today. He's been awesome this entire season. The Thunder clearly have something special in Shea. I, I think that at worst, you have your number two piece on a championship level team. That's at the very worst. That is if you bank on a 22-year-old not progressing the rest of his career. The big thing for me is the way that he controls the basketball. I think Shea not turning the ball over at a high clip right now, even though it's his first time being the lead guard, even though it's his first time commanding an offense, even though it's his first time in the NBA being the only attention source of the defense, being the one that teams are keying on. He still protects the basketball, and he doesn't make the same mistakes twice. He, he fixes whatever needs to happen. I, I would guarantee you that this whole prematurely going in the air and then just having to toss the ball to the corner is not going to happen to him every single night. He's not going to make the same mistake over and over and over again. He learns quickly. He adapts quickly. It's why his game is so advanced at 22. It's why he's been able to adapt to three different roles at a high level in three NBA seasons with three different coaches. Shea has never had continuity in his NBA career, and he's already this good. When he gets to be around a coaching staff for a long time, when he gets to be around a roster for a long time, when he gets that all of that comfort and all of that stability, imagine what that can unlock for him. I mean, he goes from Doc Rivers in L.A. to Billy Donovan in Oklahoma City to, okay, not only an entirely new roster, but an entirely new coaching staff. You lose Mo Cheeks, you lose Billy Donovan. 
You lose some more assistance along the way. He's had to adjust to a ton on top of now, again, this year, stepping into his third new role in the NBA. If you want this Thunder team to win games, this is how they should be doing it. This is how they should win games. They should win games on the back of Darius Baisley, on the back of SGA, and with Lou Dort's incredible defense anchoring the whole thing and whatever he can can provide for you offensively. This game had it all. This game had all the ups and downs you could ever want. It had what I think will be the best Hamadou Diallo game that you're going to see this year. I think it had the, the best bench performance you're going to see this year. And then on top of that, you got the young guys performing. However, I still want to talk in this game about if this team is too good to tank. Because I still think that this is a, a weird spot for Oklahoma City. I think that there is room for improvement and there's legitimate reason to expect and to anticipate this team getting better. And there's also legitimate ways that you can just pick apart this team and call them one of the worst in the NBA right now, despite their record and despite the product they're putting on the floor. We are through six games right now in this Thunder season, and the wide range of preseason predictions for this team can all still be true. We don't know who's right or wrong yet. Remember in the preseason, you had some people in the camp of, this is the worst constructed roster in the NBA. This will be the worst team in the Western Conference. This team is god-awful. You had some people in the camp of, wow, this team is actually talented. It is too good to tank. And then you had some people in the camp of, wow, this team could be a play-in team. This team could be a playoff team. And you had legitimate arguments for all sides. And through six games... Nobody should be moving off of their side just yet. Whatever side you came into the season as, that should be the side that you're still on. So that discussion is so fascinating to me because I think that everyone is so passionate about the side that they're on because they want to be right, obviously. It's like the entire point of people talking about sports is so that they can proclaim how right they are. And we live in this microwave society where we want the answers now. We want the gratification now. You either want Oklahoma City to start 4-0 this year or 0-4 this year, and there's no in-between. But... The fact of the matter is we're in that in-between area. We're in that gray area. The Thunder have not answered any legitimate questions this year about who they're going to be for this season. And I want to talk about how they can get better, but also how they can be significantly worse than they were tonight against New Orleans. We're also going to talk about Mike Muscala just going off from beyond the arc. Tail Maldon showing up again, and once again, I've got to mention the best Hamadou Diallo performance you're going to see all year long happen tonight in New Orleans. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Are you ready for some football? College football is into the national championship game on Monday. So you can go on over there to betonline.ag and bet on that national championship game. The NFL regular season is over. Therefore, the Super Wildcard Weekend starts on Saturday, folks. You can bet on every single NFL playoff game. You can bet on the future Super Bowl odds. You can do all of that today on betonline.ag. And also, of course, you can bet on college hoops, the NBA, all of that fun stuff. NHL starting up this month, you can bet on that as well. So there's Anything you want to do over at betonline.ag, it's the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. Betonline.ag, sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Personally, I'm going to go ahead and bet on Washington football team at home as underdogs plus nine on primetime Saturday night against Tom Brady. I want Washington plus nine. So do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code locked on. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. 
So visit our good friends and exclusive partners at BetOnline underscore AG on social media to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. And on social media, use hashtag BetOnline. January is important for setting the tone for the new year. And in 2021, it has never been more true. Luckily, our good friends at CBDMD are here to give you the support you need to conquer your New Year's resolution and to make this year your best one yet. And if those resolutions happen to involve fitness, they've got a brand new topical product that'll help you keep moving all year long. CBD Relief with Lidocaine Fuse CBDMD Hybrid Board Spectrum Formula with fast-acting lidocaine to help provide temporary relief for minor aches and pains. And with the new bag-on-veil spray technology, relief can be applied comfortably at any angle, even upside down. And to make it even easier, to get the year started off right, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com. Use our promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from cbdmd.com. Once again, promo code NBA, 20% off. We're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This is... Lockdown Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Still have a lot to get to. We've got to get to him to Diallo. We've got to get to, is this team too good to tank, or is this team right where they need to be? And so much more. But after this podcast is over, go check out Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. This is is your place to be because they're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcast from at betonline.ag is the sponsor. You can get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast from. So I want to talk now about this Thunder team and if they are too good to tank because that's the narrative every time they win a game. And in fact, that's the narrative every time that they even have a good quarter of basketball is that this team is too good to tank. Look, It goes back to what I said in the first segment of whatever your preconceived notions about this team were, that's going to be your feeling about this team right now because the team has not done anything to separate themselves from where they were in the offseason. They have not started 0-6. They have not started 6-0. They've started perfectly in the middle. And not only have they started in the middle, they've also shown signs of being a really bad team. They've shown signs of being a good team, a borderline play-in team. They've shown those flashes of each side that you're on. So for me, it goes back to what I said in the season preview. Look, the expectation for this team is to be a bottom four team in the NBA, but on their way down the standings to play competitive basketball night in and night out, lose a ton of close games and have your young players look really good. That is the goal and objective of this season. And so far, that's exactly what they've done. It also plays into what I said in the preseason about, look, let this team decide who they are on the floor. If they're a tanking team, we'll know next month. If they're not, if they're not a tanking team, we'll also know next month. But to prematurely label anything right now would be kind of silly. But again, I will say this is all going according to plan, right? 
Because even if you're on Team Tank, and again, my position is tanking is the best strategy for the Thunder to use. The Thunder, in a team-building sense, should be tanking. And to reiterate, because I still got pushback from this on Twitter about what tanking is, tanking is not Shea purposely missing a three. Tanking is not Al Horford shooting a half-court shot and passing up a wide-open layup just to try to make the team look bad. Tanking is only and entirely based in roster construction. It's trading away Chris Paul. It's not making a go for, for Gallinari. It's trading away Dennis Schroeder. It's all about roster construction or deconstruction, if you will. Tanking is only about the roster you put on the floor. Once they're on the floor, those players, those coaches are going to try every single minute to win the basketball game. And so this preseason, I thought we kind of all knew this is a scrappy little team. They have a lot of young players who don't know any better other than to give 110% and to go play team basketball. They have a great coach who runs a great system and who has a great mentality and who these players respect and will play for, which is a big deal in a rebuild and a big deal on any teams that if you want to play for your coach, you're going to play better and ahead of your expectation level. But to reiterate and to tie this all back in, before the season, I was saying this is going to be a fun young team that will not get blown out, will rarely get blown out any night in the entire schedule, will play a competitive game every single night, but eventually will fade. And that, I also said, rebuilding teams and taking teams normally tank in the second half of the season. So when you say it out loud right now, they got a good one in New Orleans. They were able to beat a Magic team that at the time had the best outlook of a 7th seed or 8th seed in the Eastern Conference since the game. They've lost Markel Fultz, so this is looking more and more like the Magic will now tank due to injury because they've just had such terrible injury luck, and I feel bad for Orlando. And then you'd be the Charlotte team who, at best, is going to be the ninth or 10th place team in the East. You still have not accomplished anything. But on the other side of that coin, you kept it really close with the Jazz team who, although they're struggling and were struggling at the time of that game, Although they're struggling, we still expect them to be a really good basketball team. So there are there are bullet points to grab at no matter what side you're on, tanking or not tanking. And these two sides will never cross the, the middle, right? Will, will never come together until about a month from now. Because it is time to figure out what this team is. Look at this schedule coming up. You're going to know by the end of this month what kind of team is playing in Oklahoma City. At the Knicks, they're playing really good ball on Friday. You got the Nets, but without Kevin Durant, so who knows what happens on Sunday at the Nets. The Spurs are playing good basketball. You've got the Lakers, Bulls, 76ers, who are the best team in the NBA right now record-wise. The Nuggets, the Clippers, the Clippers, the Trailblazers, the Suns, and at the end of the month, you have the Nets come to town, who at that point should have Kevin Durant. And by the way, at the end of that gauntlet of a stretch, you have to be otherworldly in that stretch. Because if you're simply mediocre or just below average, while it will feel really good for the non-tankers, you have to remember they're going to trade George Hill. There is no world outside of this team being just unthinkably good that they hold on to George Hill. Because even last year, last year's team was one of the best in the entire NBA after Thanksgiving. If you look at the record after Christmas, they were still one of the best in the entire NBA. If you move the goalpost to after New Year's, they were still one of the best in the, in the NBA. 
even how good of a year last year's team had, they still traded Delino Gallinari at the deadline. The only thing that held up that trade was Miami not wanting to agree to pay Gallinari. So think about how good last year's team was. You've got to find a way to be better than that to not trade George Hill. And when you take a score like George Hill off this team, think about how worse they get. This team is already literally the worst offense in the NBA heading into this game. And that's while Mark Dagnott is performing out of the wazoo offensively, getting open looks, having a fantastic system, and earning so much praise that I've already dubbed him the best coach in Thunder history. Even with all of that, they still, statistically speaking, are the worst offense in the NBA. And at the end of the day, you can still say they're 3-4 and four with a one-point loss to Utah that could have very easily gone to Oklahoma City if that layup from Shea falls in. Coming up, I want to play devil's advocate with the whole tanking thing. I want to talk about just how good this team can be. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com has been in business for 20 years, and they're a family-owned business. That is right. 20 years ago, you could have been buying auto parts online at rockauto.com, and you can still buy them online today. That is a heck of a run that Rock Auto is on right now. 20 years ago, you probably had dial-up internet and, and couldn't even write an email. You might have still had a hotmail 20 years ago. A lot has changed from 20 years ago. Except for Rock Auto, because they still provide amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. My absolute favorite thing about Rock Auto is the fact that I know absolutely nothing about vehicles. Nothing. But I don't have to. Because I can just go to rockauto.com, I can put my make, my model, my year into their database, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting any money on parts that won't fit. Because trust me, if they did not have that option, I would be wasting a ton of money. I would not know where to even start. So no point to go to a dealership or an auto parts store in town. You're only going to get upcharged. Skip that upcharge. Go to rockauto.com. Find their amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And whenever you get to rockauto.com, tell them Lockdown sent you and the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. This is Lockdown Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Whenever this podcast is over, go check out Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world 
of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcasts from. It's an amazing show. We've had Josh on before talking about fantasy hoops. He knows what he's doing over there. So go check out Josh Lloyd. Go check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. I want to talk about the positives about this team, right? Because it's easy to talk about the tanking. Everyone talks about the tanking. They talk about the losing. And it feels like if you even bring up winning games, you just get stones cast at you. Look, I can acknowledge, and I will acknowledge, and I will stand by, the fact that tanking is the absolute best strategy for Oklahoma City to use. However, it's not my call or in my control if they tank. And so I can only talk about the product they're actually putting before us. And so far, the product they're they're actually putting before us is not that of one of the worst teams in the NBA. And there are ways, though, that's the scary part, there are ways, though, to get them to be one of the worst teams. It's by trading George Hill and doing some other steps on the periphery. What if you trade George Hill and Mike Muscala this year at the deadline? Your team gets dramatically worse. Mike Muscala put in five threes off the bench. He's, He's really one of your biggest scoring components of this team that's not in your starting lineup. But even for as competitive and even for as good as we've seen this team play, there is still another level for them to get to. And I don't mean any of this, you know, chemistry stuff, right? Because that's easy. We can throw out their cliches all day long that this team has only played six games together. They're still an entirely new roster. They still need to gel, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking beyond that, right? Beyond that. Because we've seen Baisley click after a week of struggling. We've seen Shea step into that role and feel more comfortable day in and day out. But there are still legitimate improvements that each individual can make on this roster. And it's not limited to just the young guys. Al Horford has not had the start that he has wanted so far. And you can see his frustration at times. You see him airballing shots. You see him blowing layups. Right? That's not going to happen. He's not going to go three for 11 every night. He's not going to have these bad games every night. Two for seven from beyond the arc. He has the confidence in himself. This team has the confidence in him. And I think, again, that he's going to, by the end of the year, play good enough basketball to be deemed worth a first-round pick in the future in this offseason. So to do that, he needs to score more than eight points a night. Even with the three blocks, even with his good rotations defensively, with his good defense, even with all of that, the seven rebounds, he has to score more than eight points. And you haven't gotten that huge Al Horford game yet. I mean, you really haven't. Now, that's not to say that he's played bad this year, but he's averaging nine points this season. You you have not gotten the Al Horford that I think that you can expect from him. I think that you can expect from him to be much better and closer to that all-star form that he once was. He just has to simply knock his shots down. And it's as easy as flipping a switch one day, just like Darius Baisley looked atrocious offensively a week ago, and now he's producing 20 points a night and looks like a a go-to scoring option for you. I don't think it's crazy to expect an upgrade from Al Horford relatively quickly. I don't think it's crazy to expect that even George Hill can do more. And George Hill in this game played really well, especially down the stretch. But he finished with 13 points. He's had a couple explosive games from beyond the arc. He's had a couple of bad ones. It's too early to talk about per-game numbers right now for that very reason. But still, George Hill has the capability each and every night to beat you. So you still, in my opinion, have not seen the best of your veterans, not to mention your young players. So the best of your veterans is still to come. And 
we all expected in the early going that the veterans would be the guys propping up your young players. And even without that crutch of veterans on this team, even without those young players being able to truly have the, the safety net of now Horford and George Hill that we expected them to have, you're still sitting at three and four. You're still sitting at three and four. So this team can get dramatically better. You're seeing Tail Maldon get better before your very eyes. But the, the thing is, though, on the flip side of this coin, on that bench, Tail Maldon looks like the only guy who still has ceiling left. In fact, the rest of them have a lot of regression left, right? Mike Muscala, I love Mike Muscala, what he does for this team. I love his ability off the bench. I love his attitude. I love his mindset. I love talking to him in the media availabilities. I love it all about Mike Muscala. He's awesome. He's an integral part of this team. But to expect anyone to consistently shoot 50% from beyond the arc is just unfathomable. It is It is just asinine to put that kind of pressure on any individual. So you have to expect eventually you'll see him regress from beyond the arc. Now with Mike Muscala, he can go one for seven against Miami and then turn it around and put that out of his mind and just immediately go back to shooting and immediately go back to go back to five and seven from beyond the arc. But you have to imagine that the averages will come down at some point for Muscala. And if that happens, your bench unit gets a lot worse for an already pretty bad bench unit. Pretty bad already. And so Muscala not performing offensively would make it even worse. Now, maybe Muscala won't regress and he'll just be one of the best three-point shooters of all time this year. Who knows? But I think it's safe to imagine, just as it's safe to imagine that the veterans get better, it's safe to imagine Mike Muscala gets a tad worse from beyond the arc night in and night out. Not terrible, but just a little bit of regression. Because right now, he's playing unbelievable basketball. And so... Beyonce Maldon, who still has a huge ceiling and played and played fantastic in this game. Besides him, your other big piece is Hamadou Diallo. And Diallo's like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're going to get from him. I mean, tonight, he plays great. I mean, four for eight, a couple good and ones. Doesn't have the, the stuff of the stat sheet the way he normally does. Only has one rebound and has three assists in this one. But he did get you a steal and a block. Played really well defensively gets into the head of JJ Redick who gets a technical foul again and has had now JJ Redick has his second technical foul when talking with him to Diallo. He got a T in on new year's Eve against Diallo and now gets a T today against Diallo and Diallo frustrates him to smithereens. But Diallo is so hot and cold that you can't rely on him on your bench. So then if you can't rely on Diallo off the bench and we expect Muscala to not shoot the lights out of the gym every single night, the way he did not against Miami, that's two big pieces gone from your bench that's already struggling. And so the flip side of that and the devil's argument to that is what does Ty Jerome bring? We've not yet seen Ty Jerome, a fun little player, fun little intriguing prospect from Phoenix that you got in the Chris Paul trade. In fact, he's the only player that you kept around from the Chris Paul trade, but still this bench is not very good. And you're seeing now as we talk things out and, and we use the say it out loud test, this team is just confusing. And that's okay to admit. You don't have to have the answers right now. You don't have to know exactly what this team is. I know it's hard. I know it's hard to wait. And we just want the instant gratification. We want the instant result, right? We want the answers and we want them now. But it's okay to say I don't know. It's okay to say you don't know if this team is tanking or you don't know if this team is good or bad right? We can all have our preferences, but we can't control anything. In my opinion, 
the Thunder should tank. The Thunder should lose as much as possible to hire the chance of getting Cade Cunningham, get Cade Cunningham, add him to Shea Dort Baisley, and this team is ready to compete right away. Not to mention a top 10 pick from the Houston Rockets, folks, in a loaded 2021 NBA draft class. But I can't control the outcomes. I never will be able to control the outcomes. So personally for me, I'm going to watch every single game. I'm going to enjoy the high-level product, the fun product, and the enjoyable product, and the competitive product this team is putting on the floor. And if they win a game, fantastic. Cheers. If they lose a game, fantastic. Cheers. Closer to Cade Cunningham. But you don't have to go round and round with everyone every time that they win or lose about if this team is tanking or not tanking. We don't know yet. It's okay to not know. It's okay to enjoy the moment. It's okay to just simply enjoy Shea and Baisley performing incredible tonight. And we'll figure out the rest later. This is Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Tomorrow, we're going to have Stock Watch. So it's a Stock Watch Friday. Let me know what stock you're buying and selling from the NBA season thus far, from the Thunder season thus far, whose stock is rising, whose stock is falling. Tomorrow, we'll talk about the NBA expansion. And we're even going to preview the game against the New York Knicks. So subscribe to Locked on Thunder wherever you get your podcast from. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.